0: Um, grew up in church, high school, middle school, I turned away from God. I wanted nothing to do with God. Told God, leave me alone. I want nothing to do with you. I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, having fun living in sin. Um, got out of high school um, and just realized that all those friends, all those times I put myself in those situations, it wasn't worth anything. My friends left me. I don't have, I didn't have any friends. I all moved out of state. And um, so I'm trying to figure out what's going, going on with my life. Sean asked me to do an internship. I'm like, you know what, I might as well look like a Christian. going to church. So um, I tried acting like liked it. Ended up being one. Um, no. Um, but yeah, went to the internship. And um, my best friend, we've been best friends since third grade, his mom died. She was like my second mom. And um, that day I went to work. I got the text at 5 a.m. I had to be at work at 5.30. The rest of the day, I sat there and I was just broken. That night I asked God, you know what? Break my heart for what breaks yours. So what I'm doing is not working. And that night he gave me a vision. And it absolutely just changed the way I look at God. It was so real to me that it, I woke up the next morning and said, you know what? God's real and I'm going to follow him. I didn't know what it involved. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I just knew I had to follow him. So I've been doing that for the last, uh, did internship for two years, and working in the church for the next, for the last year also. So I've been just following him, pursuing him, trying to get my credentials through Assemblies of God, eventually become a pastor one day. So we'll see how that works. Amen. So also, also, I want to say thank you to all you guys. Um. Growing up in this church, you guys may not realize it, but people are watching. Your kids are watching. I grew up in this church. seen all you guys. Chris, Pastor Cole was my Sunday school teacher. Watching Wayne and Sally, their marriage, and knowing what a model marriage looks like. Watching Chris come up here and preach. You guys have impacted my lives. Keeping these doors open. Keeping that youth open. You guys are impacting people. You may not see it here, but those kids' lives are changing. Guarantee it. Amen. So, Oh, let's get into it. man, I got emotional. Um, so sorry, right, let's open up second Kings chapter six verses 15 through 17. Um, I just wanted to title this message um, called "Do Not Fear." Um, Some God's been putting on my heart. Um, I don't know what season. Usually when he puts on stuff like this, you're about to come up to something crazy. And uh, you need to have that faith for what's next. Um, I'm First Kings. Makes sense. Perfect. So it says, and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And when his servant said to him, and Elisha, "Alas, my master, what shall we do?" So he answered. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray you open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. All right, I like to, when I read the Bible, I like to put myself in their shoes. Imagine being the servant. You wake up early in the morning, Right? just trying to relax, get your morning stretching and you look around and you're surrounded by an army right it's you and this man of God and you're like I don't know if he knows how to fight he's a man of God you know so you're like I hope he knows what he's doing you look around you go to him and said what do we do first thing I'd, I know I would do try to get away, I try to look for a gap your surround element, you're surrounding me looking, hey, is there a little gap in this uh, plan you guys had? I want, I want to get out of that. I would freak out, run around like a chicken with his head cut off. I couldn't find a gap. My next thing is, all right, let's go get weapons, let's fight. We're outnumbered, might as well do it, right? First thing, I'm going to go grab a bow, keep some distance. Next, a spear, a little more. Then you got to get to the sword. Hopefully not a knife. Um, <laughs> Anybody else there like that? Like you started, Am I the only one? No? Amen. All right. <laughs> but as Christians, how many times do we get in situations like these in our lives where we're surrounded, feel surrounded? Maybe it's financially with your family. Maybe even it's just life. You just feel surrounded by life, and it's just, you feel like it's just hindering you. We feel surrounded sometimes. You can't see a way out. But I think Elisha's response is perfect in this situation. When he says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So imagine you're back in the servant's shoes. And you go to your master, guy you're supposed to follow, and you're saying, what do we do? And he says, don't fear, more are with us than are with them. And you're like, huh, I don't see that. <laughs> you get in those situations, you're like... Well, I don't see any way out of this. So you turn to the next thing, you're like, God, show me. Well, Why I think this is perfect is that he is saying, Elisha, he's saying that he knows that there's a Lord out there that cares for them. He's saying the Lord brought him out of Egypt and is still with them, never left them. He is yelling out that there's a faithful God that will never fail or leave them by making that statement, do not fear. He's resting in that peace that God is with him. There's another story. I know everyone's probably heard it. It's in Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 through 42. It says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand. First of all, how many guys know when we start sinking, we can call on God, no matter what? Stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. This story is another perfect example of someone being afraid in their situation. I like to put myself in the shoes, like I said, so... Imagine you see this figure walking on the water. What do you do? You're on a boat. Nothing's supposed to be able to get to you. And you see something walking to you. What's, what's your first reaction? Let's be honest. What's your first reaction? I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be like, ah! yeah. Yo, what is that? I've never seen this. What is this? It's dark, you know. But like I said, I would freak out. Have you, all right, real quick. I got it. I got it. I, was, I just saw this. Have you guys ever seen a group of guys get around and look at something a little, little while, and they're like, I don't know what that is, and they just start throwing out ideas. You guys seen that? They're looking at you, all. you know, I think it's a jet engine, you know, like, that could be a jet engine. Some guy comes up, I mean this, pencil? Like, you know, like, they start throwing out crazy ideas. I thought it was funny, I was like, it was a ghost. How many you guys know of the uncertain, it scares us? We start looking at things. We start coming up. What could happen? What could happen? What could happen? Yeah. Yeah. If we just rest in that peace, you know what? God's got it. I don't know what it is. How many of us could actually step out onto the water? How many of us would actually take that step? What Peter did I thought was amazing is he's the only one to speak up. Um. St- yeah. That takes some boldness right there. Yeah. It takes faith knowing that God said something and I'm going to do it. He said, come. God immediately answered him, saying, come. How many of us would take that first step of uncertainty? That first step, you're walking out into you don't know what, something impossible, a miracle. Peter was in the middle of a miracle. He didn't realize it. He was in the middle of a miracle. If he would have stayed focused on God and the plan that God had for him, he never would have failed. the moment he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the situation he was in that was the moment he started to sink the moment he became afraid was the moment he started to sink like the servant they were both at situations different situations but they were both surrounded and they didn't know what to do they had no idea what to do One was surrounded by an army, the other was surrounded by a storm. Storms of life are going to hit us all the time. The devil's going to surround us with his army. He wants to defeat us. He's going to hit us where we're in those storms. He wants us not to succeed. He doesn't want us to take that first step. So if we start taking that first step, we start seeing what God can do. When we start seeing what God can do, we start getting excited. And if he can keep a church down low, not excited, he's going to keep a church from overcoming those obstacles in life. Keep his people from overcoming those obstacles. But the amazing thing about these stories is that they're so far apart in time. The Lord that was with Elisha was the same Lord that reached out to Peter. He stayed the same through. They were at their lows. They were at the bottoms. And still they were there. God was there. I know that's a huge thing for me. I've gone to that bottom so many times when I was going through high school. I turned to God. As soon as life started going good again, I wanted nothing to do with him. As soon as life was good, I wanted nothing to do with him. He was faithful in both of those situations and is faithful in the situations we face today. The minute we call out to him, the minute we need him, is the minute he'll answer, and the minute he'll work his miracles. Amen. Living without fear is living in faith. I got another story real quick. It's in Mark 4, chapter, uh, verses 35 through 41. Going the all way. Said on the same day when evening had come he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had the when they had left the multitude they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other and, and other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, said to him, Teacher, do you not care if we perish? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And said to one another, Who is this? Who can this be, that even the wind and the sea... Obey him. How many of you guys know we serve a great God? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Crazy thing to me is Jesus was at peace in this storm. Like I said, I would have freaked out. You guys know I like to freak out. So, <laughs> I would have been freaking out. I would have been like the disciples. I would have not known what to do. I've heard people say that the reason Jesus was sleeping in the boat was because he was the son of God and had the power to calm the storm at any time. He was resting in that. That's very true. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit put something on my heart and was saying the reason he was sleeping is because he knew his purpose. And it wasn't the end right there. He had a dream. He had a mission, and he was going to it. No storm, no army was going to stop him. Because our God is faithful and is going to get us through that. Get us on the path to that. No matter what we Come to. Whether it's walking on water, walking through a desert, we're going to get to where God has called us to because it is His promise and He is faithful on His word. His purpose was to die for all of us. And I can't thank Him enough for that. Like you're saying about that girl. I'm glad I'm not 144,000 that are going to make it. I'm glad I'm the this, this son of God. I'm glad he came and died for me. I don't know about you. I'd rather be with everyone than a select few. I don't know about you guys. I don't want to hang out with the same 100,000 people. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd rather see everyone there. It'd be way funner. How about you guys. <laughs> But Amen. I heard it said, I have a friend say this to me, but I've heard it said, Sin is like a sneeze. Feels good in the moment, but when it's over, it leaves you all slimy, nasty, and snotty. Right? That is that's a great quote. I was thinking about that. You know what I find is amazing? As Jesus was at peace in the storm, and the next thing he did, he never addressed the disciples. He didn't address the people. He addressed the situation. He addressed the, form that he, the storm that he was facing. Instead of freaking out like, this, like me and the disciples, he spoke to the situation. He knew his father had sent him there for a reason, and he knew that his father was faithful and wouldn't fail him then. And will never fail us ever. The reason I feel called to be a pastor. First of all, I have a hard time liking people. Let's <laughs> say that and be blunt. I have a hard time liking people. So, I like all you guys, just so you know. <laughs> but I have a hard time liking people. I have a hard time with it. So my best friend, growing up in high school, we were we were just we were like brothers. We did everything together. Hold on. But um, we want to do start businesses together and that kind of stuff, and just do what we want to do. But when I came onto this and started following God, I was afraid He was going to deny me. He'd grown up in my household. He came over to my house one time for almost a month during summer. And I was afraid he was going to deny me. I was fearful. And my one wish was that God would grip his heart like he gripped mine. And so one day I was praying. I was actually coming to the internship. It was a Thursday morning. Coming to the internship. I prayed God that morning when I was doing my devotion. I was like, God, Like, show me today what you want me to do with my life. So I'm like, I'm coming up on 19, and I need to get life going. You get it going. Right? That sounds really weird saying it now. But I'm like trying to rush God. And so I didn't get an answer then. So I was like, whatever. So I go, because I woke up way too early, I had to go to Starbucks. So I go to Starbucks, and I was thinking about my best friend. I called him. Hey, man, how's it going? We're talking. He's in Arizona. We're talking, and he goes uh, as we're talking. He goes, "What do you, what do you, what do you want to do with your life?" At that, point, I, I got, I got fearful. Like, well, this is the moment. I'm like, this is the moment he's gonna, he's gonna leave me. That's what went through my mind. This is the moment he's gonna leave me. I told him, I'm like, well, I didn't really know, about I'm like, I, I feel like, I feel like I need to become a pastor. Like, I feel like I'm called to be a pastor. And he says, oh, that's awesome. Well, first of all, I caught me way off. I like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> but he goes, that's awesome because you're going to be the only person I'll ever go to church to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and that day, I went, like, you know what? If I have to live my whole entire life sacrificing everything of this world to make sure that he hears the gospel once. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. And it's just one person. It's not a whole bunch of people. It's just one person. We all have a purpose, and we're all called to do something great. But we freak out a lot. Well, maybe not we. I freak out a lot. It's, I know no one else in here freaks out. Just me. But what if instead... When we're in those situations, we're in those storms, we spoke to them. Instead of looking at the situation we're in, we start speaking to it. We can speak words of life. That's, what, that's what's in us. We have power. We have authority. And this is it right here. This is our sword. This is what we use to cut down the enemy and his, mm, and his schemes. I have a worship team come up real back. It's a real, real short message. The last story it's in Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. It says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now, the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosened. How many of you guys know when we're out on—I would say campuses, because I talk to the youth a lot—when we're out on our job sites, when we're with our families that aren't saved? that they're listening. Well, what are you saying with your tongue? Are praises to God coming out? Are prayers for them coming out? Or is death coming out? Something completely different of what this says coming out. The impossible moments we praise and pray to God are the moments that the chains are loosened the moment the foundations of the devil are shaken and the moment our situations change. I don't know about you guys but I get tired of staying. I got tired of standing in fear of the uncertain. I got tired of it I got tired of standing there not knowing what's happening next not knowing what's going on next and I was getting shaken in the storms I was getting rocked around, instead of keeping my eyes on the Lord, I was letting that enemy surround me. I was staying there in fear, I was frozen in fear, I was sinking in those storms. But now standing here today, knowing that my God is faithful, reading through the Old Testament he was there, through the New Testament he is there, and today he is here. I can stand here today wholeheartedly saying that. I'm not gonna stand in fear and live in fear any longer. I'm gonna look back at what he did in the Old Testament, bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. As Pastor said, we're going to a season of Exodus. They had to take a step, and when they got to the edge, Moses said, God, what's next? He didn't look back at what was coming at him. He looked forward. He said, this is not where you promised us. This is not where it stops at this sea. You promised us a promised land and you're gonna get us there, God. I'm ready to stand any storm. I'm ready to be surrounded by any enemy because I know my father's faithful and that he is here. I know he's faithful because where I put the gun to my head and pulled the trigger and it went blank and it was loaded I had a purpose one day I was I got home from the gym I, didn't, I was having a rough day and I just didn't know how to handle it I was so overwhelmed, Went safe, grabbed a gun, put it in my head and pulled the trigger and the gun didn't go off and that right there, that didn't change my life that didn't do it I still, I put the gun, around I can't even do that right. can't do anything right. What got me is that same gun, that same ammo, nothing changed. That weekend we went shooting and it worked fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And nothing has ever happened to that gun ever since. I still shoot guns. That's how I know my God is faithful and he has a purpose for me. Look at where God had you, where you were. Look where he's taking you. Look where you're at. Look where you're going. God has got a promised land, promised for every single one of us. If we keep getting shaken around by those storms, we keep walking around in the desert for 40 years because we lose track what God had for us. Can I just challenge everybody here? Look at where God has taken you from. Just look back at the faithfulness in your life. Look in the word where he is faithful, where the blind see, where the deaf hear, where perfect love casts out all fear. And stand on those truths where there is no fear. In our situations, we stop and say, you know what, God, I don't have the answers, I'm surrounded. You have it here. I heard this song and it says, I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. The moment we say, God, it's not me, it's you, and I'm gonna rely on your faithfulness is the moment that we get somewhere. I believe as we, as 2017 comes, like Pastor said, as church, we're looking at Exodus and looking at getting out, I feel like as Christians also, we're gonna start being pushed out too. We gotta start taking steps. Gotta start taking steps of faith. I don't know what that is in your life. I know what it is in mine. I don't know what it is in yours. But I pray that you just look back and say, God, you had me here. And I want to go there. And you rely on his faithfulness. It says, Psalms 23:4, Ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When we walk through valleys, it's where the most most growth is. Rain doesn't stay on mountaintops, it stays in the valleys. Fruit isn't produced on mountaintops, it's produced down low where the water is, the living water is. We may be walking through the (laughs) shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil and I'm gonna grow in that valley and keep moving on. I'm gonna get something out of it. I'm gonna keep walking through in faith. And I love how it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What that means to me right there, is that he's with me, that he never left me. Even though I'm in the valley, the shadow of death, he is there with me, never left me. I'm gonna close real quick, but Super short, I know Cole's got a bedtime, so. (laughs) But. (laughs) Amen. Um, I don't know, as we, as we're coming up on this new year, I know for me, I'm, I'm gonna start taking steps out in faith. I hope you guys are too. Faith is never dead. Our God was never dead. He rose out of the grave. I believe wholeheartedly that as a church, we can grow, we can take steps forward because that faith is always there because our God is always there with us. That perfect peace that casts out all fear is there. I have everyone close their eyes, bow their head.